Hey, welcome back to Nerdcaster. I'm here with Lori. Hi. And we're going to discuss the Assassin's Creed movie. But before that, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year to everybody listening. And I hope you had an enjoyable week. So, let's get into it. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, how did, what did you think of the movie? Well, um, I didn't walk in there with any kind of expectations at all, given that this is another film based on a video game, and we pretty much know how all of those have went in the past. Um, but all considering, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Michael Fassbender plays the title character, Callum Lynch, or um, I, don't, I would have no idea how to even say this other name. Aguilar. Ag- Aguilar. There you go. You know, like, oh, like Aguilera, like Christina Aguilar. Okay, maybe not. Um, sure. Aguilar, the Nera, Nera, Nera. Yeah, I don't think the last name matters too much. Right. So, Michael Fassbender, for those who paid attention to um, past X-Men movies, he played Magneto in, I think it was Days of Future Past. I guess. I hated the X-Men movies. I stopped watching. Um, yeah, I haven't caught any of the um, the newer newer films myself, but... Uh, you know, heard he was really popular, really good in that in that role, and uh, you know, people seem to like him a lot. Um, transitioning into this role, um, this is the first film I've ever seen with him in it. Uh, I thought he I thought he did pretty good. I thought the acting overall was uh, was really good. They had a did um, they had a pretty good cast overall. Whoever did the casting for this film got some pretty good stars, uh, a really good lineup in there. Uh, Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, Jeremy Irons um, being the top three build. That, that, yeah, the Jeremy Irons thing surprised me. I don't, I knew nothing about this movie going in like I do with most of my, the movies I try to go see other than the Marvel ones. Um, and I didn't even know he was going to be in this movie. I saw two, I saw two trailers for the film, so I knew he was going to be in it. Um, not sure what the role was going to be. Didn't do my homework before the film. Just kind of wanted to walk in there as a, you know, the average lay person and see exactly how this film was going to go. So without like overhyping it, underhyping it. Um, I've only played one video game in the franchise, Assassin's Creed Unity for the PS4, um, which is the version I believe with um, that has to do with the French Revolution. You play as Arno. Um, again, he's part of the Brotherhood and the love of his life happens to be in the Templar organization, which is like a little, um, you know, thing of betrayal that happens in the game. Um, but I haven't played really any of the other games in the franchise, heard Black Flag was really good, heard a lot of really good things about the other games in the series. But for the most part, I mean, Joe, I, and you've played, you've played, I played Black, three, you played three. Yeah. I was going to play Black Flag, but I figured I'd start a little earlier than that. Mm. Um, I never finished the game. I got close to the end. Uh, it, it just got very repetitive for me, and I don't know. I started getting bored with it. I heard it was a lot like uh, the Batman games. A lot like, uh, is that true? I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, hadn't played them. I guess as far as some of the fighting and the takedowns and stuff like that, I, I guess. But storyline wise, like I said, the third one didn't keep me interested. The Batman games did. Well, I mean, not just with the with the fighting, but how you how they handle quests. And things like that, would you say that they're very similar? I, I've only seen you play Arkham a handful of times, but if I could compare it the way that you receive quests and, you know, additional things to do, you know, a, you know, apart from your main missions. Like, what do you mean? Um, 
don't know, like you would do like different challenges or different by selecting them on a separate screen. Like I don't understand. Like, do you mean like the the multiple bad guys that I go after? I don't. I don't see a comparison because I don't remember any side quests in Assassin's Creed. I, I remember doing the main storyline, but I don't remember doing any any side missions or anything. As far as controls and stuff, I could see how they're similar: open world, diving off buildings, stuff like that. But okay, okay, maybe that's where the comparison ends. Um, you haven't played Unity. I don't know if you ever watched me play it, but um... briefly, because while you were playing that, I was playing three. <laughs> um, I would say they're kind of similar. Okay. You know, of course, storyline being totally different. I mean, I, I thought Unity's storyline was really good. That wasn't, it wasn't, you know, anybody's favorite, but being the only one that I've ever played. Yeah, I thought I'd start with three. Um, and I just, after I met the little Indian boy or whatever, and I started controlling him, I got bored with the, the game. And I don't know. I don't know if it goes back to playing the original character. I, I don't even remember his name. But. Either way, I gave I gave the fuck up. I was just like, I'm done with this. It didn't hold my interest anymore, and I just stopped playing. I do want to pick it up and play one of the other ones, maybe Black Flag, since that's the one I hear everybody raves about. Um, but that being said, playing the third one and going into this movie, it did give me a little bit of a background on certain things like Animus and uh, uh, what's the name of that that company? Uh, Abstergo. Abstergo, yeah. Before, when I started picking up 3, I didn't understand what Abstergo or Animus was, and it took a while into the game for me to figure it out. So, playing the game and then seeing the movie, I'm glad I had that little bit of background to help me. Right. Having that general um, understanding, I think, would... Not that it's not explained in the film, but I definitely benefited from playing you know, a game in the past before seeing the movie. Um, I don't know how many people are going to see it, you know, without have played the, without have playing oh the game God. first. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you still get those people that do. It's like, I want to, you know, watch it, watch an action film. Mm. Got a pretty good cast. You know, just go check it out. For the most part, I would say it, it was, it did a really good job at explaining kind of the, the entire background of Assassin's Creed, you know, where it comes from, the, the, um, the never-ending feud between the Templars and the Assassin's Creed, um, Brotherhood. The, uh, yeah, between the Brotherhood and Templars. Um, didn't get so involved in it. You know that they're on opposing sides. You know that the Templars are after something called the Apple of Eden. They want to end, um, you know, it's under the guise of ending violence and having people conform and, you know, Getting rid of free will, I guess, is the basis of it. You know, you get rid of people's free will, and all of a sudden, there's no violence. There's no conflict. There's, you know... I just don't understand how this Apple does that. That's one of the questions I had. And I don't know if they explained it. I just missed it. But how how does this, this metal ball end violence? Well, it's a myth. It's like a mythical object, and for some reason, like possessing it or dis, you know discovering its secrets will all of a sudden give the Templars the right tools, I suppose, to you know getting rid of people's free wills. But I mean, yeah, it was something that if you think about it, it's something that was cre- you know created ages ago, and you have the modern Templars like now at the end of the movie they do get it. You know, it gets stolen from them, obviously, but, um, and I apologize for, um, anybody, uh, there's going to be spoilers 
in this uh, in this in this episode of Nerdcaster. So I apologize if we didn't uh, warn you beforehand, but. If you've played the games, you kind of know what's going to happen anyway. And if you read the title of the show, you should have known going yeah. in. True. Very true. Um, so this is so you have the Apple of Eden, which the Templars want, and as the, uh, the Brotherhood is trying to prevent them from getting their hands on. Something that was created, again, like thousands of years prior, and then now you have, you know, jump back to 2016, they have this, like you said, it's just metal ball. So how do they use this to get rid of people's free will? Yeah, the, and do they exclude the Templar organization? So it's like, okay, well, maybe there, maybe there's a button on this ball. Maybe I'm just, just going to press a little button. And all shit, everything, everything's fucking hunky-dory? Yeah, and everything is... Uh, Does it work like EMP? Do you got to go to every, every city and set this thing off? Like, I don't understand... How this metal ball does anything. And that's like my biggest complaint about this. They don't explain this fucking thing to me. And feel free, if I'm wrong, email me, joe at nerdcaster.com to explain it to me. I'll even call you so you can explain it to me. Because this was my biggest problem with the movie. Yeah, it's definitely a little, you know, maybe there's a lot of context for it in, you know, in the the first two games. Is that what this was based off of, the first two games? I want to say yes, but I don't. I was going to say, because three had nothing to do with this Apple thing. Well, uh, when I played Unity, they didn't even, um, you jump right into your storyline as the, you know, as somebody from the Brotherhood. So for those that don't know, the Animus machine allows people to, you know, descendants of people from the Brotherhood to access the memories and events of, you know, their ancestors so that they can relive events, you know, of while they were in the Brotherhood, when the Brotherhood was actually a much larger organization. And it gives them, I guess, insight into the past and the way that they've done things. And it gives them more information on how to, you know, really go to battle with the Templars. Um, so in Assassin's Creed Unity, that you know, of course, they're assuming that you know this. I didn't know this, but you, exactly. pe- you pick up on it, event, you know, a, f- a few times after, you know, you go through the game. They they don't spend a lot of time going, you know, getting really involved with the Animus and anything like that. Which, you know what, for people who've played every game through the series, it's like, you know, that would be really annoying. In to have to relive single- that yeah. every single time. I kind of feel the same way with other games that we play, like the Final Fantasy series. You, you obviously know how to control these characters from the previous six you've played. Uh, I do know they changed the battle system and some of them, everything else. But still, say, moving forward and backwards is the same in every game. Okay, gotcha. But the tutorial systems usually are different between each. I'm not even going to get into this Yeah, right now. let's not. Um, let's get back to the movie, actually. So uh, let's go back to the Apple of Eden. So the Templars need to get their hands on it. The last known, um, The last known person to have... You know that knows its whereabouts is this Aguilar, Aguilar. Aguilar character, who has you know he, he hit it, and they find out that Ma- uh, Michael Fassbender's character is Callum. He's the descendant of Aguilar. So Aguilar. Okay, very nice. Um, <laughs> he's the descendant of Aguilar. So the Templars grab this dude, they put him in the Animus machine. And tell him that this thing's going to change the world and he's the key to it and make him believe he's this awesome guy. But before all that, this kid sees his mother murdered by his his dumb daddy or whatever and he hates him. He's got daddy issues. This, this boy's got daddy issues like a motherfucker. His dad tells him to run away. Run away. Where We've seen that before. What, what other movie does that happen? I don't know. Probably like – there's probably like 50 movies. Oh, wait. That's right. Star Wars Rogue One. They tell Jin to run. 
see, I'm seeing a lot of these these issues in these they movies. Tell yeah, in the beginning of the movie, they tell the little girl Jin to run. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, what is this? Wait, wait they're par- this is a great parenting. Just tell your kids to run away. Anyway, sorry. So you want to continue there from there? Well, I mean, I, I might as well just kind of pick up where you left off. So father murders mother, tells yeah. the kid to run, he runs, and then all of a sudden it jumps forward 30. Wow, this does sound a lot like Rogue One. 30 yeah. years later, and the kid's in jail. Wow, this, yeah, exactly. Sounds like exactly the beginning for um, Rogue One. But anyway. Um, he's about to get lethal injected. He's about to get lethal injected. So lethally injected? Whatever. He's lethal about to injection. get the needle to die. Yeah. And so, and he has all these weird drawings in his jail cell. He's visited by a priest. He has his last meal and he goes to die. So you don't really know exactly what it is that he did. You know, it's capital murder. Um, so it was in self-defense or something like that though. Was it? I don't Cause think- he says he would do it again. And I think it was. No, 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 no. So you don't even find out exactly what the circumstances are. You just know that he's going to die. So obviously, so this whole scenario of lethal injection is actually just kind of a ruse. He gets taken by the Abstergo. Sophie um, from Abstergo. Yeah, yeah, Sophia. She takes him, basically. Now he has no identity. The world thinks that he's dead, so they're going to put him in the Animus to, you know, find the Apple of Eden, but promises him... And he'll have a second life, well, a second chance at life, a new beginning, which, you know, is the only reason why he kind of, you know, he sits there and he complies because he has no interest in jumping into this machine. Yeah. He just has, you know, doesn't care about the cause. And so what this, so he goes to this, in this compound in, in Madrid somewhere and there are a bunch of other people that they've put in the animus. So you're going to assume they're all descendants from the, the Brotherhood. All trying to kind of warn Callum not to go in the machine, not to find the apple of Eden because it's going to end the brotherhood. It's going to end free will. Um, I'm going to assume that they all walk in. They have no idea about the brotherhood. It seems like it's a dead organization. But by going into the animus, experiencing their ancestors, you know, events and memories they become tied to it and they take up the cause. And so there's like a massive revolt towards the end of the movie because they do not want Callum's character to find the apple of Eden because it's against the brotherhood. And so, you know, they fight him. It becomes kind of a big thing, but he goes in anyway to find it. Um, I mean, that, that pretty much takes you through, you know, most of the movie, most of the movie. And then of course you have the scenes that go back from Spain, you know, um, which actually those are probably my favorite parts of just the scenes where, um, you know, they go through Aguilar's character and, um, you know, the revolt, the, um, I don't know. I found the camera to be kind of shaky and and kind of made me a little, little nauseous here and there, especially with the, the first time he goes back and he's jumping on roofs with some girl. Uh, I, I actually did get sick. <laughs> I didn't like the movie until the Animus machine and, and Callum started – he started to pick up what his ancestors did and he can now fight like it's some kind of Matrix thing where he just learned how to do these things by being in the machine. And it, it's in it's modern like, – where do I buy one? Yeah, it's like modern times now and now he's going to retrieve the apple that he helped the Templars get. That's when I started to like the movie. So – that's what I mean. Like most of the movie, I was like, I don't know. But the ending, I did I did like the ending. I could see if they do make a sequel, the second one to be better. Um, that's just me. I mean, you have, 
now do you think in a sequel that they're going to use the same characters because you know usually in the in the games they're, you go through you go through a different you go through a different person's um you know memories obviously Aguilar's his story is over you know you you well, see where he puts the apple and that's kind of like the end of his story with the brotherhood so now it's kind of you might have the same characters you know kind of running the brotherhood now in modern times but who are they going to pick up next i mean maybe it's going to be from the second or third game yeah i i don't i don't know um we'll have to find out if they do make a second mm-hmm. um also you know research the first and second games kind of see okay what happened in those storylines and you know how similar are they are the are these even right now brand new characters but but i, I would think maybe not um so what did you think of uh, Marion Cotillard's character, Sophia? I don't know. I th- I thought she, she did a good job. I, I thought she's supposed to be this smart-ass scientist girl, yet her dad screws her over, and she believes she's doing something for the Templar organization to end violence, and it actually turns out to be that he just wants to end the Brotherhood. And then she's all crying like a little bitch, like, oh, my daddy took advantage of me and my, my smarticles. And then when he dies, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you, Callum. You come back here." I don't know. See that that's. I feel like that part was really ambiguous. So I can't believe. I just can't abide by the fact that she just pretends like she has no knowledge whatsoever why they're retaining the apple or why they're trying to get it. Like, oh, I'm gonna end violence. So actually, we're gonna we're gonna do something bigger than that and end free will. I just for somebody who's supposed to be as smart as she is. That she can't see past, like, her dad or the organization doing what it did. Like, to me, it's just, I don't know why you're surprised. I have no idea why you're upset right now. Because, like, I, I, how did you not think That's that this was going to happen? So that kind of pissed me off a little bit because it's like, okay, well, we, we would have, you know, at least, you know, she she's, a, she's kind of a half bad guy. But... I don't know. I would have rather her character have been, like, you know, just fully aware and not operating. Like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. But really, I do. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't really care for that part. And then at the end, I mean, she lets Callum kill her dad. She lets it happen. She could have alerted everybody. I mean, maybe he still would have killed him. But, it, you know, she just did nothing. And she knew it was going to happen. So at the end, when her dad, you know, is dead, she, you know, she looks at it as, you know, this is, you know, she's partly to blame. But you don't know. You don't know exactly what she's going to do next. And part, I mean, for the most part, you can say like, okay, she's going to take up, you know, her the rest of you know, continue what her dad did and retrieve the apple and and the brotherhood because you know maybe it's revenge, maybe it's that's that's exactly what I think it, it's trying to lead to. Yeah. So then, why did she let them kill her father? Unless she was so pissed at her dad for you know a taking credit for her work that she's just like, you know what, you know, I'm going to let him kill him. I don't know. And then I, now, I, that's, that's then, crazy. No, so I'm going to let him kill my dad. He's old anyway. Whoa. And then I'm going to take up his cause and I'm going to be, you know, slingshot into a much higher position than I was in. Cold blooded. So, so, so maybe it's that she's that cold blooded. I would, I would but, almost rather it be that and, and just make her a true villain instead of her just being like, well, you know, she was. Just like, like she made a mistake. I shouldn't have let him kill him. Like, oh, I thought of yeah, this. Yeah, I just think I, that that's too much of a, that's way too much of a stretch. I, I really feel like that's too much of a stretch. I mean, again, I feel like that that part was left a little bit, you know, ambiguous. 
but I would prefer that this it was she just made these calculated decisions rather than like oh I was just like you know a victim of my circumstances but I guess I'll deal with it maybe I, I don't know I think that her character in, in my opinion if they are going to turn her into the villain I would definitely love to see that I'd love to see her be more cold blooded and that this whole first movie was nothing but an act on her part. I'd like to see them take the Assassin's Creed movie and not really touch the games anymore and follow Callum and her until like uh, maybe a trilogy, even maybe. though that, that's, that might be stretching it. Marion, uh, the actress, Marion, um, she was uh, she played Talia al Ghul, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I, I think I think she played Talia al Ghul. And she essentially, she kind of does the same thing with Bruce Wayne. She's got like, oh, yeah, let's, uh, you know, we have a rela- we have a good relationship and everything's like hunky-dory. Oh, wait a second. Actually, you know, you see this guy here named Bane? But she was playing him the entire time. Like in this one, they don't allude to her playing Callum the entire time. So if they do make a sequel, and that's what I'm saying, and they go with that, I, 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 that would make the first one better to me. Maybe. Not great, but better. Um, so... That being said, I, again, didn't really care for this movie. I will probably watch it one more time to give it a second chance, but... I think what I would prefer to do is... Play the game and see play, how it matches play, up. You know what? Just play the first game, play the second game, and then watch the movie again to see, like, you know, how much more of this, you know, the, the things in the movie that happen, you know, it'll give me a little bit more context. Or... If watch, this is even based on those games. Right. Well, obviously, though the first the first uh, Assassin's Creed game, you know, it's going to provide a lot of that context. I think the twist in the end of the first one is the fact that um, the, the Templars are screwing with the Brotherhood's minds. Kind of, you yes. Didn't know so, they were the Templars, right? I would like. I, I think that's it, but I don't know. And for you know, hyper fans of the series, I apologize if we're massacring we're the fuck massacring everything. Um, it does come from you know we're. Ignorance. Ignorance. On our part. Yeah, I didn't want to say ignorance. But guess what? I don't I don't care. <laughs> this is my goddamn show and I'll talk about whatever the goddamn I please. Please don't do that again. Why? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, after watching, you know, after watching the movie, I'm definitely a lot more interested in actually maybe, I'm going to, you know, revisiting Unity when I played it, but then also just going back to the earlier games and then, you know, just getting more of this story, the, you know, the overarching story that you know, that continues through the series. Yeah, I, I have no problem playing from the beginning on. Um, I, I, I prefer to do that with most series. I don't know why I started with the third one to begin with. So I will definitely go back if you want to replay it. We can play it together. Yeah, why not? Um, overall opinion of the movie, thought, you know, is an enter- it was an entertaining film. In terms of video game films, it was probably better than a lot of video game films that we've seen. But that doesn't mean, you know, it's definitely not my favorite film of the year. Probably not even in my, you know, probably not in my top five. Might be in my top ten just because I haven't seen a whole lot of films that came out this year. So it might squeak by. But it really wasn't bad. Um, Some of the other, you know, let's talk about some other video game films that, you know, haven't fared so well. Warcraft, Warcraft. which was relatively new. That came out this year, too. No desire to watch it. Uh, None at all. Um, Not, it was never into Warcraft. Never, you know, just wasn't kind of, you know, it just wasn't my thing. So I'm not interested. Yeah, a lot of 
video games have been turned into movies over the years. Mortal Kombat? Let, let's go early. You know what? I saw Mortal Kombat, I think, when I was like eight or nine years old, and I really liked it. If I watched it now, I'd probably just, you know, cringe the whole time. Um, Same thing with the Super Street Mario. Fighter. Oh. Super Mario Brothers. That movie... I loved. Oh, my kid. God. I did. I, I really liked it. That was nothing but a pile of horse shit. It, you know, it was, um, you know what? I, I, I played uh, the Mario games or whatever. I could not understand for the longest time why the main, you know, girl in the movie, why her name was Daisy. I'm like, okay, shouldn't that be Peach? Like, I'm, I only really knew of Princess Peach, didn't really hear of, like, you know, obviously later, you know, as I got, you know, just more educated, like, okay, I obviously know Daisy is, and she's supposed to be, like, Luigi's love interest, and is his love interest in the movie, so I guess that makes sense, but... I also believe Daisy was the princess in the Game Boy games, like the old school, big 1988 Game Boy. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, I... Again, it baffled me as a child, but I didn't, you know, I was like, you know, it's artistic license. Like, she has no, like, she's just a made-up character. That's right. what I thought. Um, and then, I mean, we there's Final Fantasy. I know you've seen that. I've, I would refuse to watch it. I saw that, actually, I saw that in theaters. And that movie. I'm sorry. Actually. I'm sorry you wasted your it money. Was, it was okay. It was, I had really high expectations of it. They promoted the hell out of this movie. Square, uh, Squaresoft had built this like twenty million dollar studio in Hawaii to make this movie. What I can appreciate though is like the cinem- the you know, the cinematography, the 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 graphics, just the animation of this film was top notch. It for was, its time. Uh, well, yeah, of course, for its time. I feel like a lot of you know. You know, graphics and games have improved like since the movie happened. I mean, they made a, they made a lot of progress and you know really amping up the technology to you know to create these com- you know these computer graphics. I think a lot of games. You know, I think this movie had to have been made for the leaps and bounds that computer graphics have made like since then, really, because this movie came out what two thousand two thousand. 2001. 2001. I was going to say like 2005. I'm like, I definitely wasn't in high school when I saw this movie. Um, Yeah, 2001. I mean, if you think about it, if you look at the animation in that film and you look at the animation of all the games that came out right around the time, this film, like, really, I think it's... I I can't agree with you there at all. No? No. I'll give you credit that maybe for its time, the, the, the cinematography and the... The, the graphics or whatever the hell you want to call it, the CGI uh, might have been pretty good. But storyline-wise and everything I've read about it, there is no interest for me whatsoever. I was going to say, I didn't say anything about the storyline. I said that this movie, the fact that this movie was made, made ways for, you know, the technology for CGI to really, to you know, boost it up. But the, yeah, no, the story was terrible and it was confusing. I... Just, it didn't look like anything to do with a Final Fantasy game, period, when no. I saw trailers for it, so I wouldn't subscribe. That was me. I was going to say, by the time the film came out, how much, how invested were you even in the Final Fantasy series at all? All right, let's go back in time to, like, eight-year-old Joe when he played Final Fantasy one when he could barely read, and two... And you, I'm sorry, you could barely read at eight years old? I don't remember what age I started reading. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> But I you know I when I played that game, my reading skills were not up to par. 
So it's like I was level 99 before I got to like the second boss in the game. So all I did was run around and kill shit. Oh my god! Yeah, and then when I started reading, I breezed through the damn game. I rem- I remember that, and then everybody's like, "Oh, there's so much grinding you have to do." Well, eight year old eight year old Joe did all the grinding for ten year old Joe. Because yeah, it took me that long to end up beating the game. Oh my god! <laughs> I just I'm sorry, I can't even listen to this right now. Yeah, but <laughs> and to me, that had one of the best endings in a video game ever, ever. Wow. I mean, as far as the Final Fantasy movie not having, you know, not being based on any of the games, I mean, how how could you really? I mean, yeah, that was a little bit of a disappointment, but at that time... Did they have Ghostbuster packs on in this movie? Because I feel like I remember them wearing some kind of, like, energy... Yeah. Ha- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking terrible. When I think of Final Fantasy, and this is the problem I have with newer Final Fantasies, is I, I like the swords and, and the crossbows and, and the, the medieval weapons. What is this with people shooting guns? If I shoot you in the fucking head, you die. I don't care how much HP you have. You're dead. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it... 2001, I mean, you had, you know, Final Fantasy VII came out, Final Fantasy VIII came out, yet nine brought it back to, you know, the cl- more classic Final Fantasies. But you had a lot of sci-fi in, you know, the in, movie. in seven and eight, and, I mean, not maybe some, not a total sci-fi game, but certainly a lot more sci-fi elements than the previous games. Um what? It probably what? isn't the direction that they should have went in is sci-fi. That was a little bit of a turnoff. But again, I mean, this is not a great film. A lot of video, <laughs> a lot of video game films aren't that good. Exactly, and that's what I'm getting at. Because let's look at another one. Let's look at Street Fighter with, with Jean Claude Van Damme playing an American, or or M Bison played by Raul Julia with the, that that respiratory machine that brings him back to life. This is terrible, terrible stuff. I don't. Wait a second. I don't remember this part. What do you mean this respiratory machine that brings him back to life? When they think he's dead and he's just laying there on like the console thing and then it's like – and then this machine like brings him back to life. It gives I, him CPR and shit. Oh my god. I have – you know what? I You don't remember I this? I don't. <laughs> I'm going to see if I'll find it on YouTube for you later. But yeah, that that was terrible. Um, Tomb Raider is probably one of the higher higher games in, in most people's minds that were actually decent. And I put that in air quotes because, quite honestly, they don't hold up. And going back and watching them, I'm like, wow, I liked this at one time. I, look, I liked the Tomb Raider movie. I thought it was – it's one of the better video game films. Is it something that's like, oh, my God, it's, it's in the top 50 best films ever made? Certainly not, but – out of video games, it's probably, yeah, up there at one or two for me as well. But Street, the, the thing that killed Tomb Raider for me was the sequel to it, which I thought was terrible. I actually never saw the sequel to Tomb Raider. Uh, don't waste your time. Well, in the first one, I mean, you see, you see, um, what was it? Laura Croft. And she actually, she's talking to her dad, whom, like, she had, like, no relationship with. And, um, you know, it was, they talk about basically lost time. And how she wished that there was more time. And what's really interesting about that was that John Voight plays Laura Croft's dad, who's actually Angelina Jolie's real dad. Yeah. And literally it was kind of – you, you almost see Angelina Jolie like when she's just saying her lines like to him that it's like there's a lot – there's a lot of realness, you know, in the delivery because it's literally, you know, almost the same situation. Obviously, you know, Laura Croft's dad's like a much better person. Than John than, Voight. Than John Voight, but – 
I mean, you, you know John Voight personally to be able not, to say that not, about him. Not personally, but if just I like, was John Voight right now, I'd be mad at you. I'm just saying, like, you maybe know, you should apologize. Not, <laughs> not apologizing. You've seen the situations, uh, you you know, in the press and the interviews, based you know interviews that she's given just about you know the greatness or not. You don't have to explain. Death. Well, you're tra- you're, you're mm-hmm. like putting me on the defensive. You don't have to explain it to me. I don't, I don't, know don't why, care. Why are you defending John Voight anyway? <laughs> I don't know. So. <laughs> Uh, that's the Tomb Raider movies, whatever. And then you have the Resident Evils. I have seen none of these movies. I don't know what the first one is. There's like 200 of them or something. I don't know what order they go in. I've tried looking it up, and I just still get confused. So I wrote that one off. Never seen it. I, I saw the first one. So you know what the first one is? I, I know. What's it called? Resident Evil? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's the second one? Resident Evil Retribution? I didn't oh, say no. I saw the second one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, the newest one looks like it came out in 2012. And and there's another one in 2002, which is, I think, the original Resident Evil. And I know there's, like, five in between there. Yeah. Resident Evil Afterlife. So, wait. You know Resident what? Resident Evil Apocalypse. What's your What's your favorite video game movie? Um... I probably have to say, because, I mean, I've not seen all of them in... in in ever never seen all of them but uh i i'd have to probably say tomb raider probably tomb raider or wreck it ralph i mean there's a fix it felix game there's a fix it felix game sorry it was created like after the production of the movie though Uh, uh, semantics i mean no actually not semantics because if you think about it how many video games are created after the release of films a lot yeah so it's like ghostbusters the game Right, but I mean, it is a a film just about video games, so I can kind of see it. So if I, yeah, if I had to choose, and you're going to allow it, it would be Wreck It Ralph. If you're not, I'm probably going to have to say Tomb Raider. Um, I mean, but uh, there's just so many terrible games. I'm looking at a list here, and like, there's Double Dragon on here uh, from 1994. <sighs> I don't even remember that. I think that's how bad it was. I think I blocked that mentally from my mind. <laughs> I'm going to say, actually, my favorite video game film would have to be, and this just goes because I loved it as a child, and um, I'm not going to rewatch it to ruin this for me, but probably Mortal Kombat. Uh, those t- I actually like those for the martial arts aspects of them, so I really can't, can't fate them. But storyline-wise, especially the second one, the first one I still think is okay. I mean, it's, it's way unbelievable, but so is the damn video game. <laughs> So I'll 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 give it its credit. I'd probably watch the first one again, and the music in it I liked. I mean, I don't so know if I was the DJs. Yeah, that's in the 90s. What, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still hear that song late night on on New York Z one hundred or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd have to probably go with Tomb Raider or Wreck It Ralph. And yours is Mortal Kombat and, and uh, Mortal Kombat and Tomb Raider. So, I mean, that's. All I got for those movies, unless you got something else. No, that's that's it for me. Wow. All right. So I guess we'll wrap this up then. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about um, different tournaments you're going to be at in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I was I was going to do that. Um, coming this uh, not this this weekend. Coming up Jan eighth, we I will be at uh, Asbury Park for Master Hand Gaming's tournament down there at the tattoo shop. And then on January 15th, uh, the Nerdcaster team will most likely be at Corrin's Tower Tournament in Red Bank, New Jersey. 
Uh, feel free to check out uh, their websites um, to find out where they're at. You can find Master Hand Gaming on um, YouTube and Twitch under Master Hand Gaming. You can find the Corns Tower at yestercades.com or on Smashboards. Um, and I'm sure I'll be at 8 on the break this Tuesday um, and every Tuesday for the tournament at 8 on the break in Donellan, New Jersey. What about you? Are you going to be attending any of these? Probably the one in Red Bank. Um, still getting grips on the uh, you know the whole tournament play in uh, in Smash Brothers Wii U. Yeah. Don't want to embarrass myself like as often as you are, but yeah, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> that is true. Um, other than that, you can find me at Joe at Nerdcaster.com for email. Lord QX4 on Smashboards. Lord QX4 on. PSN, Lord QX4 on Wii U, pretty much Lord QX4 everywhere. You can find me, Lori, at nerdcaster.com uh, on Twitter, London Riley, L O N D O N R E I L L Y. Same thing for my uh, PSN. All right. And you can please subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Leave us a review, preferably a good one. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at nerd underscore caster, on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaster, and on Instagram at nerdcaster. Please also check out the Nerdcaster website at www.nerdcaster.com and read some of our articles that we have up and listen to some old podcast episodes. Thank you, guys. We're out.